0: 1 Kings chapter 22, please begin reading with me in verse 1. And they continued three years without war between Syria and Israel. Uh, and, it, and it came to pass the third year that Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, came down to the king of Israel. Now the king of Israel at this time is Ahab. Ahab. And the king of Israel said unto his servants, Know you that Ramoth in Gilead is ours? And we be still... And take it not out of the land, of the king of, out of the hand of the king of Syria. And he said unto Jehoshaphat, Will thou go with me to battle to Ramoth Gilead?" And Jehoshaphat said to the king of Israel, "I am as thou art, my people as thy people, my horses as thy horses. Yeah, I'll go. We're the same nation. We'll, we'll, we'll behave the same." And Jehoshaphat said unto the king of Israel, "Inquire, I pray thee, at the word of the Lord today." Then the king of Israel gathered the prophets together. About four hundred men and said unto them, Shall I go against Ramoth-Gilead to battle, or shall I forbear? And they said, Go up, for the Lord shall deliver it into the hand of the king. And Jehoshaphat said, Is there not here a, a prophet of the Lord besides, that we might inquire of him? And the king of Israel said unto Jehoshaphat, There is yet one man, Micaiah, the son of Imla, by whom we may inquire of the Lord but i hate him for he does not prophesy good concerning me but evil and jehoshaphat said let not the king say so we'll stop there just for the time being at this time the title for the message is but i hate him but i hate him but i hate him. there's a lot going on in the life of ahab and we're going to cover that but there- there's a, but Ahab obviously had some reasons for saying, I hate him, and we're going we're to look at those. Okay. Um, when Sister Jill and I used to sell life insurance and we'd reach any objections, they taught us to say, you obviously have a reason for saying that, would you mind sharing it with me? So we're going to find the reason or the motive that Ahab said that he had for hating Micaiah, and as we look at this, we see that it's a, it, there are reasons, uh, the straw man reasons. You know what that means? Straw man. Um, so if, if you look out on the horizon and you see a whole bunch of people that are lined up against you, it might be pretty intimidating until you get out your binoculars and see that there's nothing but a bunch of scarecrows. There's no life in them. There's no substance. They're straw men. So we look at the straw man arguments of of why Ahab hated Micaiah, and we see that that's they're not just Ahab's arguments. There's arguments that I, I suppose that people worldwide of all ages have hated it's why it's why cain hated abel because he his, his his deeds were righteous and they exposed the deeds of cain that his were evil so why did ahab say but i hate him look if you would please back in first kings chapter 16 first kings chapter 16 And and, then these things are going to say more about Ahab than they will about Micaiah, though we will learn learn quite a bit about Micaiah. Um, In 1 Kings chapter 16, verses 28 through 31, you see that Ahab was evil. Okay? Read this with me. Uh, 1 Kings chapter 16, verse 28. So Omri slept with his fathers and was buried in Samaria, and Ahab his son reigned in his stead. And in the 30 and 8th year of Asa, king of Judah, began Ahab, the son of Omri, to reign. Over Israel, and Ahab the son of Omri reigned over Israel and Samaria twenty and two years. And Ahab the son of Omri did evil in the sight of the Lord above all that were before him. So this is an evil man. So for him to say, "But I hate him," and him being an, and Ahab being an evil man, we must either understand that that either Micaiah was much more evil, or his his evil was contrary, or that he was one that exposed the evil. Of, of Ahab and I I submit to you that that's that was the case that he exposed the evil of Ahab but continue reading and it came to pass as if it had been a light thing for him to walk in the sins of Jeroboam and that's important remember Jeroboam he set up two images one in the north one in Dan one in, one in, uh, in Bethel uh, at the perimeters of, of the northern kingdom so that they would have an alternative uh, for worship rather than going down into into Judah at the temple and he put forth these evil men, these men of the lowest sort, to be the priests there of his false religion that was like unto what was going on in Judah. So if that had been a light thing for him to do it, to walk in the sins of Jeroboam, which he did, the son of Nabat, that he took the wife Jezebel, the daughter of Ethbaal, king over the Zidonians, and went and served Baal and worshipped him. So the previous kings pretended to worship the Lord, at least by these other idols, but here we see in his evil that Ahab, adding to the sins of Jeroboam, made worship and service unto the, the, unto the Baal gods or Baalim, the, uh, the different gods there of the Zidonians. He was an evil man. And evil men just are hateful people uh, across the board, aren't they? They, they, uh, they bring hate, they bring lies, they bring division. It's just part of their nature. But I hate him in his evil. He hated Micaiah. But also notice that Ahab was religious. Again, verse 31. And it came to pass as if it had been a light thing for him to walk in the sin of Jeroboam, the son of Nabat. The sin of Jeroboam was a religious sin, wasn't it? Ahab was a hateful religious man that he he married, that he took to wife, Jezebel, the daughter of Ethbel, king of the Zidonians, and went and served Baal and worshiped him. You know, hateful people serving false gods, they do hate the people of God. I hate him. He didn't hate everybody. He hated Mackay. And why was that again? It's very interesting to note. There are many people that are evil and they're full of religion and they're proud and they're stubborn and and they follow their wicked ways. And when the people of God testify unto them a message of repentance, it may seem like, oh, all they ever do is say evil and hateful things to me. That's the most loving message there ever was, is repent and believe the gospel. But Ahab, being evil and Ahab, being religious, said, "I hate him." Ahab was a rebellious man. Again, 1 Kings chapter 16, verse 31. And as it and, and it says that he was evil uh, in the sight of the Lord above all that were before him. In verse 30, and it came to pass as if it had been a light thing for him to walk in the sins of Jeroboam, to walk, to live a life of rebellion after the sin of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat. He took the wife Jezebel, the daughter of Ethbaal. He was a rebellious man. The king of the Zidonians, Exodus chapter 34. Exodus chapter 34. Look, look distinctly at what the Lord said and how that, and how that this king, thinking he was, that he was right in his own eyes, felt like he could do whatever he wanted. Exodus chapter 34 and verse 10 says, And he said, Behold, I, take a co- I make a covenant before all thy people. I will do marvels such as have not been done in all the earth, nor in any nation." and all the people among which thou art shall see the work of the Lord. For it is a terrible thing that I will do with thee. Observe thou which, that which I command thee, command thee this day. Behold, I drive out uh, before thee the Amorite, and the Canaanite, and the Hittite, and the Perizzite, and the Hivite, and the Jebusite. Take heed to thyself, lest thou make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land, where thou goest, lest it be a snare for a snare in the midst of thee. But ye shall destroy their altars, break their images, and cut down their groves. And thou shalt worship no other god, for the Lord, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous God. Lest thou make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land, and they go a whoring after their gods, and do sacrifice unto their gods. And one call thee, and thou eatest of his sacrifice. And thou shalt take of their children unto thy sons, and their daughters go a whoring after their gods. And that make thy sons go a whoring after their gods." He lived a life of rebellion. So he was a hateful man. He was a wicked man. He was an evil man. He was a religious man. He was a rebellious man. I hate him. Now when you start adding all these things together and you start thinking of people that hate the men of God, you think, okay, well, is it because they hate that their evil is exposed, that in their religion they perceive that they're right, contrary to the word of God, that they desire to live in their rebellion? And when it's exposed, I hate him. That's exactly what happened in the life of Ahab. Ahab was knowledgeable. Look, if you would, back in our text in in uh, in First Kings chapter twenty-two, he was knowledgeable in uh, verses one through four. Again, and they continue three years. War between Syria and Israel. And it came to pass in the third year that Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, came down to the king of Israel. And the king and, and the king of Israel said unto his servants, Know you that Ramoth in Gilead is ours, and we be still, and take it not out of the hand of the king of Syria? And he said unto Jehoshaphat, Will thou go with me to battle, Ramoth Gilead? And Jehoash said unto the king of Israel, I am as thou art, my people as thy people, my horses as thy horses. He was knowledgeable. Sometimes people being knowledgeable, they think that that in itself is salvation. And it certainly isn't. When he says Ramoth of Gilead is ours, Deuteronomy, if you would please, this is interesting to to see. In the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 4, Deuteronomy chapter 4, and verse 43. Speaking of the, the cities of refuge namely Bezer in the wilderness in the plain country of the Reubenites and Ramoth of Gilead of the Gadites and Golan in Bashan of the Manassites. So just because Ahab was somewhat knowledgeable of the book of, De- of Deuteronomy and of the cities of refuge and of the things pertaining to God and the promises to Israel, just because he had a little bit of knowledge doesn't mean he was a saved person. in fact, he was acting pre- pre- presumptuously and, and, and going in and seeking the advice of other gods and other other prophets. But please don't don't get confused that someone is justified in their hate of God's man, God's message and God himself because they have a little bit of knowledge. People get carried away with that, don't they? They really do. So Ahab was an evil man. He was a religious man. He was a rebellious man. He was knowledgeable, but to a fault. He was also a man that was reverenced in verse five. And Jehoshaphat said unto the king of Israel, inquire, I pray thee, at the word of the Lord today. He was reverenced. Who in the world would have asked Ahab to go to the Lord on their behalf? knowing that this man, well, Jehoshaphat, obviously, knowing that this man was a man of evil, that he was walking after the sin of Jeroboam, that it was wickedness and, and, and following after his wife Jezebel. And he, he, he had taken part of slaying the prophets and, and all uh, different things that had going on. He, he was a, a, a wicked man by, all, by, by every account. And yet Jehoshaphat said, we just seek the Lord on our behalf. Do you want to watch somebody's head swell? Ask a rebel a question of expertise. I've got an uncle. He's the smartest man that ever lived. Just ask him and he'll tell you that. You ask someone, uh, expound on your expertise. Tell me how you should tell me the right way to go and just watch their heads swell. He was, he was reverenced. Ahab had not knowledge or relationship of the Lord, but Jehoshaphat thought that he did. And that's that can be people in places of power that that's a huge responsibility ahab should have said you know what i don't pray to the lord i pray to all these other gods you should you should go seek others that do seek after the lord but ahab didn't do that at all did he, he was reverenced and he loved every bit of it. ahab he desired to be sought after he what he people want he wanted people to come to him Hey, should we go ask Micaiah? No, I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. Ask me. Don't ask Micaiah. I hate him. At the same time that Ahab was reverenced by others, Ahab himself was irreverent. Again, look at that in verse 5. Jehoshaphat said unto the king of Israel, "Inquire, I pray thee, at the word of the Lord today. Continuing in the sin of Jeroboam, Ahab Ahab should have said, no, no, Jehoshaphat, the temple is is in Judah. No, we should seek the Lord in his house. As Solomon, that king, had advised the people of God to turn unto the temple who God would hear from heaven and would forgive them and protect them and be with them as a people. No, he was irreverent toward the God of heaven. He was irreverent toward the things pertaining to the promises of God toward Israel. He desired only those things that were pleasing unto himself. So anyone that would contradict that, but I hate him. 1 Kings chapter 16 and verse 31 again, And it came to pass as if it had been a light thing for him to walk in the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat that he took to wife Jezebel, the daughter of Ethbel, king of the Zidonians, and went and served Baal and worshipped him. And continuing after the sin of Jeroboam, we're going to read that, that Ahab sought the, the counsel. They weren't seeking the Lord by the Lord's people. Micaiah evidently was God's man, but he was seeking the Lord. So he thought of the lowest of men continuing in the sin of Jeroboam and calves and of Baal and of Samaria. So Ahab, I hate him. Why? He was an irreverent man. I hate him. Why? Because Ahab was a coddled man. You know, today, as it has been, I guess, forever, people like to be coddled. We're being protected. Rather than being honest with people, others keep silent to protect their feelings. Did the Lord Jesus Christ, did he maintain silence that other people's feelings would be protected? Now, he didn't go out purposely hurting people's feelings. But he did not lessen his message at all to protect people's feelings. Ahab was coddled. He was protected. Look at verses 6 through 8. Then the king of Israel gathered the prophets together, about 400 men, and said unto them, Shall I go against Ramoth Gilead to battle, or shall I forbear? And they said, Go up, for the Lord shall deliver in the, the hand of the king. And Jehoshaphat said, Is there not a prophet of the Lord besides that we might uh, inquire of him? And the king of Israel said unto Jehoshaphat, There is yet one man, Micaiah, the son of Imla, by whom we may inquire of the Lord. But I hate him, but I hate him, for he doth not prophesy good concerning me, but evil. And Jehoshaphat said, Let not the king say so. He was coddled. He was coddled by those state prophets. Again, those prophets, uh, 1 Kings chapter 12, verse 31, that were of the lowest sort, that would do whatever the king told them to do. They were not the men of God. Again, a prophet. If a prophet were going to testify then and they were wrong, then they would be stoned to death by the law, you see. These were not prophets of the Lord. These were, these were prophets uh, of the sin of Jeroboam. They were, they were false prophets. He was coddled. Look at 1 Kings chapter 18 and verse 13, just for a moment. He surrounded himself by people calling themselves prophets who would tell him exactly what he wanted to hear. In 1 Kings chapter 18 and verse 13, you see a man replying to Elijah, Was it was it not told my Lord what I did when Jezebel slew the prophets of the Lord? How I hid a hundred men of the Lord's prophets by fifty in a cave and fed them with bread and water. Why do I read that? Because these prophets prophets were not fearful before Ahab. Why? Because they were not true prophets of the Lord. Those true prophets of the Lord, uh, Ahab and Jezebel, desired to slay them. He says, I hate Micaiah. Why? Because Micaiah would not coddle him. Micaiah was not concerned with Ahab's feelings. Many people are searching for coddling by their prophets. Oh yes, I can get online or I can go to 10,000 churches down the road and be coddled. They tell me what I want to hear and they're all unanimous in that. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with Micaiah? I hate him. I hate you. Ahab wanted to know what makes me feel good, what encourages me, what blesses me. Look, Look at what he says there again. In verse 8. But I hate him, for he doth not prophesy good concerning me. It's all about me. It's all about what I want to hear. But evil, no, I want these good prophets. I want the ones that will pat me on the head and tell me I'm okay. I hate him because he testifies the word of God. He coddled himself by not entertaining those that told him no. Again, chapter 18, you saw the attempted death and and the death of many of those prophets, but some were held aside. People weren't looking for truth, just as Ahab wasn't looking for truth. They might be looking for truth just like uh, O.J. Simpson was really looking for his wife's killer. They're not looking for truth. They're looking for things that will make them feel okay. Well, I don't like this person. I don't like, oh, I won't go there. They never say anything good about me. They they never tell me what I want to hear. Was it Micaiah's job to make Ahab feel good about himself? Is it the Lord's church's responsibility to make a lost and dying world feel good about themselves or to tell them to repent and flee the wrath to come? No, children of God, Ahab hated Micaiah because Micaiah would not coddle him. He would not protect his feelings, nor would he remain silent against Ahab. Ahab knew better also. You look again in verse eight. And king of Israel said unto Jehoshaphat, there is yet one man, Micaiah, the son of Imla. He knew him by name. He knew knew his disposition. He, he He knew Micaiah. And he knew Micaiah was separate from the rest by whom we may inquire of the Lord. But I hate him, for he doth not prophesy good concerning me, but evil. And Jehoshaphat said, Let not the king say so. Ahab knew better. Micaiah, his name means who is like God. Micaiah, by name and reputation, was known as a true prophet of the Lord, and by a man who who was evil and religious and rebellion and knowledgeable and irreverent, he was coddled. He was known by he was known by that man as a man who would testify the word of God. And he says, "I hate him. I hate him." He knew Micaiah would not coddle Ahab, nor did he care about how Ahab, how Ahab felt about the prophecies of God. He didn't. That was not his concern. Micaiah, though not the author of the prophecy, but he was rather like the, an announcer of a ball game. You know, you, if you listen to a ball game on the radio or watch it on television, the people who are calling the game—you're you're not into what the, who they are and what they're doing. They're telling you what's happening, but they're not actually doing anything. Your interest is is what's on the field, you see. So when Micaiah would testify the things of God. All he was was the announcer of the things of God. Just like all a preacher is as an announcer of the things of God. These are God's words. These are God's testimonies. This is the word of the Lord. Micaiah, he wasn't the author of his prophecies. But Ahab says, I hate him. Micaiah was blamed for speaking God's word. People ought to be very careful with that. They should be very careful with that. Again, Ahab was hateful. I hate him, but I hate him. He hated God's man. Yet he sought it. In verses 5 and 6, he says that that he went to, quote, the Lord. There's a lot of people who are are wanting to know what God says, but they hate the word of God. Oh, I want to know God's word, but I hate the word of God. They won't say it out loud. They hate God's word, and yet they seek it. Why do they do that? Because they want to justify themselves. Oh, yes, we'll seek the Lord. Tell me what I want to hear. They seek to justify themselves. That's what Ahab did in verses five and six. He sought to justify going to war and doing what he wanted to do and slap God's name on it. Just because someone looks into the into the word of God doesn't mean they love the Lord or his word. Satan himself quoted the word of God, didn't he? about those religiously unsaved look in John the book of John chapter 5 John chapter 5 but I hate him they said the same thing of Jesus Christ John chapter 5 and verse 39 but th- these religiously unsaved Jews but I hate him but I hate him John chapter 5 and verse 39 search the scriptures. Hear the word of God. See the testimony of the Lord. For in them ye think ye have eternal life. You think you justify yourselves. For, and they are they which testify of me. And those Jews, just a little while after that, said, crucify him, crucify him. We hate him. He is not our king. Yet the hateful sinner... Hating God's word and looking into, even searching the scriptures of God. They hate God. They hate his word. They seek to justify themselves and establish their own righteousness rather than submitting themselves to the righteousness of God. That's what it says in Romans chapter 10. So in hating God's word, Ahab again was a hateful man. But I hate him. He hated God's word. He hated what Micaiah had to say concerning the things of God and concerning Ahab. He hated God's word. He also hated God's man. I hate him. He directed his anger. He was careful. He directed his anger toward God's man. And sometimes God's men take the fall for that. The Lord's people can really take a beating at times. If so-and-so were just nicer, I might go over there. If so-and-so was just more pleasant, blah, blah, blah. If so-and-so would coddle me, if that preacher was nicer, more compassionate, if he didn't speak evil and tell me tell me what I'm doing wrong all the time, if, the, if, he, if, 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 if he would just encourage me for, 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 for me and for being who I am, if, if I would just feel better about myself when I left out of that place, then, then it would all be okay. It's his fault. That's what Ahab said. It's his fault. I hate him. I don't want him around. I don't want to hear what he has to say. I hate him. So let me, pile these other people who are just telling me what I want to hear. Ahab hated Micaiah because Micaiah told him no doubt to repent and trust the Lord. You cannot continue in your sins, Ahab. Repent and trust the Lord. The Lord is angry with your sins, Ahab. Repent. And no doubt that anger, that anger, Ahab. But ultimately, yes, he did hate God's word and he did hate God's man. But ultimately, this boils down to him hating God. What did the Lord Jesus Christ say in John chapter 15? John chapter 15. Turn over there just, just for a moment. John chapter 15. If the world, verse 18, if the world hate you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love his own. But because you're not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. Why? Because it's evil and religious and rebellious and though knowledgeable, it's irreverent and coddled and and, and hateful toward the things of God. Remember the word that I said unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my saying, they will keep yours also. But all these things they will do unto you for my name's sake, because they know not him that sent me. They don't know God. They, don't, they, they, they hate God. They hate God's word, and it'll translate into hating God's people. But I hate him. Evidence. Of a lost condition but I hate him it boils down to hating God people try to reinterpret scripture with 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 coddling prophets to their liking it boils down to they hate God people try to blame the man of God I hate him no Ahab hated God he hated God he hated God's word and he evidenced it by hating God's man do I do things that, that could bring that could make people upset? No doubt, I'm a human being and I and I have flaws. There's no doubt about that. But don't lay at my feet. Don't lay at my feet. You're hating God. First, excuse me. Second Timothy chapter three. Ahab tried to lay at Micaiah's feet his hatred of God. For Second, uh, Second Timothy chapter 3, please, verse 1. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. They're here. They're, they're, we're living in perilous or savage times. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, coddled, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, or having no self-control, Fears, despisers are those that are good. I hate him. Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, religious, knowledgeable, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. Denying the power thereof. No evidence Is there any evidence in the life of Ahab that there was any power of God in the salvation? No. And it was brought forth in that he hated the man of God who pointed him, no doubt, at every turn unto God Almighty, the Lord Jehovah, the covenant God of Israel. Ahab was demanding. Look in verses 9 through 13. Then the king of Israel called an officer and said, Hasten, hither, Micaiah, the son of Himla. Come here, do, do, do what I say now, right? Don't call him, but hasten him. He was demanding. And the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, sat each on his throne. Well, when people are demanding, they, they try to make the demands of the, of the men of God, they each sit on their own little thrones, don't they? Oh Well, I think he should preach this, and I think he should preach that. There was a movie that came out under Disney years ago called Pollyanna where this woman that was basically holding the town hostage by her name and reputation and fortune would send outline notes to the preacher and he would preach her message, right? He would preach her message to the town week by week. She was demanding she sat on her throne in the town. Ahab was demanding he sat on his throne, say what I want you to say. He sat on his throne. It says that the king, they were sitting on the throne, having put on their robes a void uh, in a void place in the entrance of the gate Samaria, and all the prophets prophesied before them. They came, they 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 bowed down their prophecies unto these men. Then Zedekiah the son of Chinnan uh, made him horns of iron, and he said, Thus saith the Lord, with all, with these shalt thou push the Syrians until thou have consumed them. And all the prophets prophesied so, saying, Go up to Ramoth gilead and prosper for the lord shall deliver it into the king's hand and the messenger that was gone to call micaiah spake unto him saying behold now the words of the prophets declare good unto the king with one mouth let thy word i pray thee be like the word of one of them and speak that which is good demanding he was demanding give me what i want tell me what i want this is what i this is what i think we should this is what i think we should have this is what i think we should have You know, just as much as I believe in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 that the Lord put the body together such as please in His his sight, I believe the Lord put His word together, and I believe He calls His men, and they declare His word. I don't have spies on you all, and there's messages. I I preach these things, but I don't know how they impact you you in every detail of your lives. There may be something that was preached years ago that will be called back to remembrance. There was a message that I preached in 2020, and the title of it was Miserable Comforters, and and that that title came up a couple times this past week, Miserable Comforters. We don't know when these messages are going to need it and for what use and how God is going to use them in our lives, but it would be a presumptuous thing and it would be a hateful thing to think that every message was all about me or all about you if we consider the body in its entirety. But trusting the Lord that his word would go forth and that all the body uh, of this local assembly would be prospered by it. That wouldn't be a demanding thing. That would be a loving thing. We should each desire that we all be drawn in faith and assurance in, in the gospel of Jesus Christ. But a demanding person such as Ahab that says, I hate him, will say, give me what I want. Give me what I need. Don't tell me what uh, Don't tell me what I don't want to hear. Don't tell me Don't tell me things that I need to improve on. Tell Tell me how much God loves me. Why can't you be like all those prophets on the internet? Why can't you be like those 10 guys down the road that all say this thing? Why Why do you have to preach that stuff? That's why I hate you. Why can't you be more like them? I've met people like that. Why can't Why can't you be like more so and so? Evidently, Micaiah. Is there anybody else? There's 400 here. Is there anybody else? Apparently, Micaiah stood alone. It didn't matter if there was one other person. Elijah was still alive at the time, but he mentioned Micaiah. It didn't matter that Micaiah was the only person that would tell this king no under those circumstances. Ahab being demanding, said, I hate him. He won't tell me what I want. Ahab being evil had had a general discernment. Just because someone has a little bit of discernment doesn't mean that that they're a saved person. He was evil. He knew, he knew that Micaiah, look at this, he had general discernment. Verses 14 through 16. And Micaiah said, As the Lord liveth, what the Lord saith unto me, that will I speak. And again, that's that's the real reason why Ahab hated Micaiah. Because he testified the word of God, and it is abrasive to the flesh. Verse 15, so he came to the king, and the king said unto him, Micaiah, shall we go to uh, go to Ramoth Gilead to battle, or shall we forbear? And he answered him, go and prosper, for the Lord shall deliver it into the hand of the king. Wait, what a second. Micaiah was not right to tell him this lie. He was not right. Look, look what happens here. So Micaiah lied to him in verse 15. And the king said unto him, How many times shall I adjure thee that thou tell me nothing but that which is true in the name of the Lord? Ahab, being evil, knew when this man of God was not being fully honest with him. Children of God, it should be such with us. We should have such such a reputation for the glory of God that in any way, if we were to consent unto evil or or to, to, to patronize someone who was set in evil, that someone would know immediately that we were speaking something that was out of character. And just because Ahab had a discernment that Micaiah was speaking out of character doesn't mean he was a saved person. Just because he can, listen, just because he could detect a little bit of falsehood doesn't mean he was a saved person. That doesn't mean he was a saved person. Ahab, being evil, knew that he would be contradicted by the Lord. And deep down, the conscience of man bears record with that as well. Deep down, deep down, men know that they live lives of contradiction against the Lord. And deep down, Ahab, being evil, knew that God's man would speak against him. We've had people come in here, and they'll come in mad because they know that in some way they're about to be exposed. That's because they're unsaved. Why would some? Why would someone be? You know, I, w- I would. not be glad about it. You know, if, if I if I knew that I was going to be exposed and I was still unsaved, I could tell you from personal experience, before the Lord saved me, I was not happy about going to the Lord's assembly. I was not happy to hear the word of God, because at every turn it exposed me in my lostness before God Almighty, in my desperate need of salvation. Ahab, being evil, knew what what he should have been hearing. He knew that he would hear evil things or things that that, that 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 were opposed to his evil being. He knew that. So, again, just because someone has a general discernment doesn't mean they're a saved person. And you know, Ahab was right. Now, sometimes people can be right, and it's not good at all. Ahab was right. Look at verses 17 and 18. And he said, this is Micaiah speaking, I saw Israel scattered upon the hills as sheep that have not a shepherd, and the Lord said, These have no master. Let them return every man to his house in peace. And the king of Israel said unto Jehoshaphat, Did not I tell thee that he would prophesy no good concerning me but evil? Now if someone told me that I was in error and told me that my own family, would be, that I would die and they'd be scattered as sheep on the hill, that would trouble me greatly. That would trouble me greatly. But Ahab, in his pride, he turns around to Jehoshaphat and says, see, he doesn't hear, he doesn't hear the true impact of the word of God toward Israel, toward the people of God, toward others. Verse 18, he had prophesied no good concerning me. It's all about me. Me, me, me. I hate him. He only says bad stuff about me. Doesn't care about anybody else. Doesn't care about those sheep with no shepherd. Doesn't care, doesn't care about every man going to his own house. He doesn't care. This almost reads as though Ahab was laughing with Jehoshaphat. See? That's all he ever does is talk bad about me, see? Sin has a right to believe God's men will tell them that just destruction is on the way. A sinner would be right. You know, if someone were to come into this place, they would be right at every service to hear sinners out of the way or to turn, repent, and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. That would be a right assumption. Sinners are right to believe God's men will tell them the word of the Lord. Sinners are right to believe God's men will not coddle them in their sins. Anyone who does is leading them in that Matthew 7 scenario straight to a wide gate of destruction. Those aren't God's men, just like those 400 weren't God's men. False prophets of the lowest sort. The sinner will be angry with God's men for this and dismiss it. Ahab was cruel. Look, because he hated him and he hated God's word and he hated God. Ahab was cruel, verses 27 and 28. And say, thus saith the king, put this fellow in the prison and feed him with the bread of affliction and with the water of affliction until I come in peace. And Micaiah said, if thou return at all in peace, the Lord hath not spoken by me. And he said, hearken, O people, every one of you, listen up. Ahab was cruel. It's a a loving thing for Micaiah to tell Ahab the word of the Lord. It's a loving thing. The word of the Lord is in no way, shape, or form coddling or protective to the flesh or to the emotions. And it's not always received in love. Ahab did not receive the word of the Lord in love, but he continued in his hatred toward God's man, toward God's word, and toward God himself. In fact, many times this lands in the hands of anger. Look what happened. He lands in prison. And that word affliction means oppression, distress, or pressure. There's resistance there. It's hard. Make his life hard. But I hate him. You see that Ahab has a lot of problems going on here, right? Well, Ahab has heard God's word from God's man. He said, look, there'll be no master or shepherd and the people will be scattered. Ahab was arrogant. Verse 29. So the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, went up to Ramoth Gilead. He was told by the word of God, don't do it. You do that. If you do that, then I'm no, if you come back in peace, I'm no prophet. You go do that and, and you'll be killed and these people will without be without a leader and they'll be, they'll, they'll, they'll be spread all over the place. Go back to their home. Ahab was arrogant. He had an exaggerated sense of his own importance and abilities. He thought that by his will he would supersede the word of God. In other words, this man who said, I hate God's man, did what he wanted to do anyways. And that's what people do. He thought more of himself than he thought of the Lord. He thought more of his own ability to fight than of the Lord's ability to strike down. He thought more of his own wants than the decree of the Lord. He thought more of his own way than the providence of God. Oh, you said this, but this is what I want to do. Tell you what, people who hate God's man, hate God's word, and hate God himself, that's going to be their position. I want to do what I want to do anyway. And I hate you. Listen, Ahab was struck down. Verses 34 through 38. And a certain man drew a bow, at a venture, or he pulled it back. And in his eyes, it was just random. Just he wasn't aiming at nothing. He just pulled it back and let it go. And smote the king of Israel between the joints of the harness, under, underneath underneath the uh, right where, where the arm and the, and the chest plate come in, right into there, and would have hit him right in the heart. Wherefore he said unto the driver of his chariot, Turn thine hand and carry me out of the host, for I am wounded. And the battle increased that day, and the king was stayed up in his chariot against the Syrians and died at even. And the blood ran out of the wound into the midst of the chariot. And there went went a proclamation throughout the host about the going down of the sun, saying every man to his city and every man to his own country. Huh. So the king died and was brought to Samaria, and they buried the king in Samaria. And one washed the cherry in the pool of Samaria, and the dogs licked up his blood, and they washed his armor, according unto the word of the Lord, which he spake. Huh. Now that fulfills a prophecy as well, that the dogs will lick up his blood. So all these things happen according to the word of the Lord. Ahab was struck down according to the word of the Lord. You can hate the man of God all you want. Sinner, be being evil and being religious and being rebellious and being knowledgeable and even somebody reverences you a little bit, but irreverent toward God and being coddled and knowing better and yet being hateful and demanding and, and having a little bit of discernment and, 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 and even if you're right about some stuff, yet cruel and arrogant, know this, you can hate the man of God all you want. But all things shall be accomplished according to the word of the Lord. You can hate the word of the Lord all you want, but that won't undo anything. The book of Isaiah, chapter 46, verses 9 and 10. Remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is none else. I am God and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning. And from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. Calling a ravenous bird from the east. Even those birds flying around, looks like they're just kind of hovering and going around in circles and doing nothing. Even that fulfills the decree of God. The man that executeth my counsel in a far country, even Silsby, Texas. Yea, I have spoken it, I will also... Bring it to pass. I have purposed it. I will also do it. You can hate the man of God all you want. You can hate the word of God all you want. You can even hate God himself all you want. As this unfolded, so will your life. And at that very last, know this, after you work all your evil, after you have an entire lifetime of a coddled conscience, After you have a lifetime of blaming God's man and pursuing all the evil in your heart and hating God's word and hating God himself, after all this, you will die. Ahab. But I hate Micaiah when he lifted up his eyes in torments. Do you think he said the same thing? But I hate Micaiah. Do you think he's saying it today? But I hate Micaiah. It's an interesting thought his hatred toward Micaiah, toward the word of the Lord, or hatred toward God, I believe Ahab is screaming in judgment right now. But I hate him! Hate me all you want. Hear the word of the Lord. Repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. That old... I'll say rough, speaker, Jonah. He went to a nation that was not a nation, declared a rough message. Did they say, no, I won't listen, but I I I hate him, I hate Jonah. No, every one of them. It says everyone, to the greatest, to the least, repented, and by the power of God, had faith toward God. It's not a matter of whether you hate God's man. It's a matter of hating God. Ahab hated God. It was evident that he hated God's man and God's word. Child of God, don't be surprised when you're hated. We read that in John chapter 15. Don't be surprised when evil, hateful, religious, rebellious people desiring to live their own lives and do what they want to do anyway and be justified by those who will say that they prophesy and the name of the Lord give them permission to do what they want to do. Don't be surprised when they hate you. Don't be surprised. Jesus Christ said... Marvel not when they hate you. Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6. Verse 22 and 23. Blessed are ye when men shall hate you, but I hate him. Blessed are ye, child of God. You want to be blessed? This doesn't mean going around slapping people and being ugly. Why would men hate you when they shall separate you from their company? They don't want to be around you. No, I don't want to call Micaiah. He only tells me evil and shall reproach you and cast out your name as evil. I hate him for the son of man's sake. Child of God blessed. Rejoice ye in that day and leap for joy. For behold, your reward is great in heaven. Not for doing evil service and not for being a jerk. For being a testifier of the Son of Man. And how do we testify of Christ? We tell sinners to repent. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. What did John say? All you snakes, bring works meet for repentance. Show forth the work of God. Rejoice, for behold, your reward is great in heaven. For in like manner did their fathers unto the prophets, and in like manner they did O Micaiah. Like manner Ahab did to Micaiah. I hate him. Rejoice. Verse 26, you see a contrast. Woe unto you when all men shall speak well of you. Oh man, Ahab spoke well of those 400, didn't he? Woe unto you. There's something bad wrong if the masses consent. There's something bad wrong. Woe unto you when all men shall speak well of you. For so did their fathers to the false prophets. If I were counted as one of those 400, if Micaiah was counted as one of those 400, there'd be something bad wrong. There'd be something bad wrong. There'd be compromise and there'd be sin there. But child of God, as we proclaim the gospel don't be surprised when you're hated for it right. in fact count it all blessing and joy he said leap for joy when's the last time you leapt for joy uh, where my dad works there he's got a a packing house where they bring in the produce and all these things and and one of the somebody had brought in a homemade apple pie and they they were uh, divvying it out and there was a guy that took a piece of the apple pie and he took a bite out of it and he jumped up on a crate and started like tap dancing on top of this crate he was leaping for joy over an apple pie jesus christ said leap for joy when men hate you for the Son of God's sake, blessed are you. As hateful as Ahab was, and as wrong as he was, I believe Micaiah. We can learn about him that he was a that he was a blessed prophet, wasn't he? I believe he was a blessed prophet, and even in those bonds, and even in those in those times. Of prison and affliction, I believe he was count that he that he was given a spirit by the Lord that he can that he was blessed and kept in those times. Child of God, don't even for a moment slight the message or coddle the hearer. Don't 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 don't, don't lessen it. Don't lessen the message so you don't offend people. Don't less when Micaiah said, Yeah, that's right, go ahead, he was wrong for doing that. Ahab knew he was wrong for doing that. Don't be rude, but being sensitive doesn't save a soul. i tell you what, there was no one more kind, more gentle, more sensitive than Jesus Christ, our Lord. No one. And it wasn't because he didn't give the message in the right way that people didn't believe him. Look in John chapter 10. It wasn't because he wasn't doing it right. Some people think that, you know, oh, people aren't being saved because you're not doing it right. John chapter 10, verse 25. Jesus answered them, I told you and you believe not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. I told you and I've shown you. But you believe not because I was too mean and I was in a bad mood and, and it didn't hit your feelings just right and they weren't coddled, no. But you believe not because you're not my of my sheep as I said unto you. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Don't be rude. But again, it's not sensitivity that saves. It's the power of God unto salvation. And the people of Jesus Christ will hear his voice. They'll be known of him and they will follow him. We're called to testify the word of the Lord and no lesser version of it and this present world will hate you until one be converted. Again, I hated it until by the power of God, I didn't. You will be hated. You will be hated. But I hate him. Now, uh, a dear brother of mine, in practice, I hated him, and I hated him, and I hated him, and I hated him. And he presented the word of the Lord, and the Lord used that unto my salvation. I love him. I believe that's the case with all the people of God. They go from hating the people of god and hating the word of god and hating god himself being converted for the glory of god child of god carry the word of the lord be hated and god will save his people from their sins according to the gospel of jesus christ do not be as one of these false prophets who tried to try to satisfy an evil king there's a lot of people that sit on their thrones and they feel like everybody just needs to bow down to them and tell them what they want to hear don't be a false prophet don't be a false prophet just telling somebody what they want to hear and they just go on and get chinked in the armor and die. You know ultimately when that when Ahab was stricken dead, that all happened according to the word of the Lord. but every last thinking one of those false prophets, 400 of them, they were responsible for encouraging Ahab to do something he shouldn't have done. They were responsible. Don't be held responsible for encouraging someone to continue in error and then one day be their last and they fall, they be struck down. You can remember, and I won't I won't have you turn there, but remember that, that watchman in Ezekiel chapter 33. Not everybody's going to believe you when you say, hey, look, trouble's coming. But you tell them trouble's coming. You don't tell them trouble's coming, then their blood is on your hands. Being a false prophet is of no good to anyone's soul. Being being one that coddles a hearer and lets them sit on their throne in arrogance does no good to anyone's soul. It also brings no glory to God. Changing his, this is his message. It's not my message. This is his word. Thus saith the Lord. To lessen it, to pervert it, brings no glory to God. Did it bring glory to God when Micaiah told Ahab something that wasn't true? That didn't bring glory to God. In fact, Ahab had reproach toward toward Micaiah, and rightfully so. No, tell me the truth. Don't tell me a lie. He says in chapter 22, and verse 16, And the king said to him, How many times shall I adjure thee, that thou tell me nothing but that which is true, and in the name of the Lord? In other words, how many times am I going to ask you before you quit lying to me? You see how that brings a reproach upon the people of God and even God Himself when the people of God are lying to people about their behaviors in their lives? Child of God, be no false prophet. But declare things concerning Christ what things He has declared. That will naturally, because you're talking about spirit and flesh, it will naturally oppose the hearer. The hearer will be will be offended at the preaching of God's word. The hearer will be offended at the preaching of God's word. Until such time, they are no more by the power of God, and they shall be converted in the day of God's power. Do not contribute to their false ways. Child of God, I encourage you, I encourage you by the word of God to be such a man as Micaiah, testify the word of God with all reliability, pointing sinners to faith and repentance in Jesus Christ. Sinner, I want you to hear this. It may be that Ahab is crying in torment right now. But I hate him, but I hate him, but I hate him. And guess what? He's still being judged. He does not get a reprieve because his his perceived hatred had a mark. He does not get a lesser judgment because in his own eyes he is right to hate Micaiah. Ahab couldn't blame Micaiah. Just like I couldn't hate all those men that were telling me to repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, I couldn't blame them. Just like a sinner before God can't blame me. Sure, I've done things. I'm a human being and but it's not me you hate, it's God's word, even God himself. Don't blame God's word trying to change it or retranslate it or, or hear 400 other prophets that'll tell you how you, you know, the things that you want to hear. Be honest with yourself. You hate God. Be honest with yourself. And hating God, you will be struck down. There is exactly, there is exactly one Name given among men, whereby we must be saved. That is Jesus Christ. The, the end of sinners outside of the gospel of Jesus Christ is death, burial, and resurrection is just judgment. But the end of sinners saved by grace. There's not, all of us are sinners. The end of sinners saved by grace according to the gospel is everlasting life. That's the truth of the matter. And there's only, two, there's only well, two types of people, those that enter into the eternity outside of Christ and those that enter in inside of Him. I would encourage you to seek the Lord while I may be found, to call upon the name of the Lord and thou shalt be saved. That's what the Bible says. So, do you like things that make you feel good about you and what you want to do? Do you hate things? The preaching of God's word and God's man that brings it, God Himself. Well, there's no satisfaction in that. There's no delightful end in hating God and God's word and God's man. There's no delightful end in that at all. In fact, misery. The word repentance means to turn, turn from. As long as one is satisfied in their religion and their evil and their hate and their way of doing things and and their knowledge and their rebellion and everything else, as long as they're going to do it, they're going to keep doing what they're going to do and they're going to keep going and keep going until they die. That's what happened to Ahab. Yet that soul that is rescued by God Almighty that is drugged or dragged or drawn unto Jesus Christ so wondrously interrupted will flee all those things, will flee an attitude of hatred, will now be abiding in love, and that the love of God, the love of God's word, and the love of those that bear the glad tidings of the gospel of Jesus Christ, repent and be born again. He he must be born again. Repent and believe the gospel. Do you see your need? I pray that God would save his people today, such as pleasing in his sight. May the Lord bless.